0: Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it, too. Nutrafol.com, spelled dot com, with the promo code TSFS. That's com with the promo code TSFS. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, everybody, <sighs> welcome to a brand new episode of the Sarah Fraser Show where I've been robbed. Yeah, you heard that right. Okay, I've been robbed. My family has been robbed twice in one year since living here in Los Angeles. Okay, uh, th- these news stories that they say about LA, they're true. <laughs> all right, maybe I'm being a little bit, tri- maybe robbery is the wrong word, but I am so irritated by this and I want to know all your thoughts. I'm so pissed off. Anyhow, um... Uh, okay, I uh, packages were stolen from our apartment building. Someone broke in, took a bunch of packages, and b- so let's back up. Let's back up. I say, I say, we've been robbed again here in LA. All right. When we first moved here a year ago, my sweet mother-in-law comes to town. We're at the Grove, which is like this open market in LA. I mean, it, it's like what is it, it, what has happened to America? Is this like Paris? It was like when I went to Paris back in the day. And every I had that like awful fanny pack in the front because of pickpocketers. So my sweet mother-in-law is sitting at the Grove We have a sandwich We get up You know, I don't know A couple hours later She's back at her hotel And she realizes All her credit cards are gone and her cash Someone had stolen it They'd gone to the Apple store at the Grove And they had charged like $20,000 The cards are declined at first And then they go through Inside job? I don't know A lot of you insecure, are insecurity. You all tell me I mean, that seems like They declined them once Didn't somebody override? anyhow so that happened you know it was all with credit cards she got all her money back but obviously these stores lost all their money right okay so this past weekend in our apartment building and even before this in our apartment building and I know what you're thinking well girl what part of town do you live in bitch like what where are you in a good part in what? In like what we thought was a good part In my building, in the past couple of months, someone put a ladder up to a second story balcony and stole two bikes. Uh, A woman, and this is, I mean, people do this, right? Had her backpack with her laptop in her car, stolen out of her car, she didn't lock her vehicle. So there, okay, there's that. And then this past weekend, we had someone break in and steal all the boxes. In fact, they cut open the boxes, took out clothing, took out shoes, over $200 worth of uh, items gone. And this is what drives me nuts. Okay, this is what I- I'm so irritated at. My neighbors are like, well, one of my neighbors. And, I, you know, I love, I-, I absolutely love LA. If you If you're in the entertainment business, this is the city to be in. But this is what is insane here is when something happens to you, a crime is committed to you, everybody blames you. It's like your fault. I'm like, uh, my neighbors say to me, well, you know, um, the SNAP programs here in LA have stopped, which, you know, SNAP is $300 to a lot of people who need it. And um, they are no longer receiving that benefit. Okay. And I'm all for, I think they should receive that benefit. But what does that have to do with justifying the fact that somebody has come in off the street and stolen our stuff like, can't we do two things at once? Can't we like prosecute these people and then also give people programs who need it? I'm so lost. My other neighbor goes, "Well, maybe we could start a you know um, a package watch where if we see each other's packages, we could pick them up. How about this? We demand that our apartment building add security cameras. uh then we like turn them over to the police and like pros Am I nuts? Am I nuts? Sometimes I wake up and I think. Am I living? What universe am I in? Am I on an island here? Anyway, y'all, look, and I know people are going to yell at me. Well, you know, you know, if you, some people need it more than you. I agree. You know, I mean, but I'm not Jeff fucking Bezos, okay? I mean, when I'm Jeff Bezos, yeah, have several pairs of shoes on me. I don't mind. I'm out here busting my ass for what? To have it all stolen? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, look, I mean, that's what I love about Amazon. Have you ever gotten a notice? Am, Jeff is so rich at Bezos. Jeff is so rich at Bezos. Okay. Jeff is so rich at Amazon. Sometimes when I order from Amazon, I order so much. If I want to return something, they go, oh, don't bother. Keep it. It's on us. Okay. When I'm there, I don't care if people steal from me. But now, like, <laughs> <sighs> all right, maybe that's a sign that I need to take a sip of water and chill out. Anyhow. Have you been violated and do you feel like now people blame you and I know far worse things have happened and at the end of the day it doesn't matter as long as schman and myself and KJ and my family is okay that's like all that matters there's bigger issues in the world it just drives me nuts the response here you know and it's so funny like I did not I lived I lived in Washington DC for years in the district Arlington Virginia Leesburg I just never encountered um, I don't know. You got to be on your toes here. And I know it's like three times the population, so that's why. But I mean, the amount of robberies we've had in our, like, <laughs> this little neighborhood, I'm just like, and everyone's like, oh, well, what did you do wrong? I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, what? I did find out by the way if this has happened to you because I I do every every I I don't know what it is about me lots of good things happen to me in my life but I definitely get scammed rather um, frequently I don't know why like I got scammed when I lived in Arlington Virginia by a guy who said he was a cop and he was taking donations for kids toys Um, I feel like there was another one I almost fell for and I'm trying to think of what it was uh, oh, and a couple weeks ago, I had the LA Sheriff's Department call me and say that I had missed jury duty and there was a warrant out for my arrest unless I could come down and make a payment. I didn't fall for that. I knew that was bullshit. But I was so irritated by that too because I'm like, do you know how scary it is when somebody calls you and says this is the Sheriff's Department? You, you're like, heart sinks. You think something's wrong. Like, who are these? Don't these people have a conscience? I'm sorry. Karma is so real and such a bitch. Like, I feel like I can't even lie to Schman because God, it could come back to me in some way. And these people are out here pretending to be cops and calling you? Like, what kind of karma is coming your way? There's a rant. Okay. Uh, So anyhow, I did find out if this happens to you. Either you – lots of times on your credit card you have theft protection – one, uh, one credit card I did, the other I didn't. Um, and then I'm actually shocked, but I contacted the retailers. One gave me my money back immediately. And the other one said, wow, we'll put a claim in. I think you can get your money back or you might be able to get a new item. I'm sh- I'm actually shocked. I mean, and I, I just saw the story that Target last year, f- $500 million in stolen items. And lo- Isn't that like, I guess they must make so much damn money. All right. I guess I'm getting into clothing. I never wanted to be in the clothing or restaurant business, but clearly, uh, so I guess my neighbors were right. Maybe I need to just chill out, and it seems like, okay, they'll just send you new stuff. I don't know. Sometimes, guys, I, I guess I was raised in, like, bumfuck Maine where, like, nobody, like, everybody knew. If anyone stole from you, everybody knew it. I don't know. Anyhow, all right. Moving on. Um, over the weekend, I put up some polls on my Instagram that were very fascinating, and I love all of your feedback, like all the time, good or bad. I mean, I could do with I could do for more good and less bad, but you know, <laughs> but you know, that's just me. If you'd like to suck my ass every day, I'd prefer that. But I, I do get a lot of uh, comments of things that people don't like or people I have on the show that they don't like, which I enjoy too. I like all feedback. Um, however, I put up on my Instagram, what do you hear? want to hear more of, what do you want to hear less of on the show? I'm completely confused because it was 50-50 of people that said, I want more Bravo or I want less Bravo, or it was 50-50 of people, I want more TLC, I want less TLC. So I'm just going to keep it as is, you know, every Wednesday I do TLC talk. Every Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday, I do uh, Bravo recaps of Housewives or Vanderpump Rules with David Yantif, my other fellow podcaster. Um, So I'm just going to keep those as is. I'm not going to really add any more or less. I have on, you know, I always have guests on that I'm usually really fascinated with. That's, that's, I'm curious about, you know, I like to learn something or I like to laugh from them or, you know, I like to be challenged by different ideas, that kind of thing. So I'm going to keep all that the same, but I heard from you guys and you said you wanted more of my personal life. That was like the big thing. More personal life or relationship advice or an advice column. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, don't ask me twice. I love giving relationship advice because aren't we all? Like, can't you look at your girlfriend's relationship and tell her exactly what's wrong with it? I can. Much like... People used to say the same to me, you know, about my relationship with Span, which was mostly, you're a fucking idiot if you don't marry this man. So it is sometimes nice to hear. If you want any advice, you can DM me on at the Sarah Fraser Show. You can leave it on Reddit, reddit.com slash the Sarah Fraser Show. By the way, we have a Reddit community now. So a little Reddit Town Hall, Reddit.com slash the Sarah Fraser Show. Email the Sarah Fraser show at gmail.com. You can do that too. So anyhow, there you have it. Um, yeah, I, I so I'll do more of my personal life. I mean I kind of share everything here. everything. Baby journey, health, highs and lows. I share as much about my marriage with Schman as he'll let me. Schman, will you let me share more? What are you, what are you raising your eyebrows? What People want more of our personal life. Patreon. Patreon. You got to get on Patreon with me. Uh, but there were a couple things that people wanted me to address. So I thought, oh, this is good. How do you find one, one of the advice, like advice questions that people wanted me to address? One of the questions was how uh, to meet a man. I love this question because, you know, I met Schman sitting next to him on an airplane. I never had any luck dating online. I never had any success being hooked up through friends. I even, I worked out at a gym where like the, the woman that was my trainer who was so sweet, there was another, there was like another mom there. She like introduced me to her son. That like didn't work. We went out on one, one date and it was like zero chemistry. Um, so I love this question. How do you meet somebody? I'm a huge person of meeting people in real life. And how do you do that? I think you do things that get you out of your comfort zone. You have to be in a, you have to be in two places with relationships. You have to be so good and in love with yourself that you are good whether you find somebody or you don't. That's very hard to do, very hard to do. But what happens is you end up giving off a healed vibe because the ultimate thing is right. You want to attract somebody, especially for women. You don't want to attract a guy who like. and tell them The Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Needs a mother, right? I mean, you know, that's what therapy's for once he's grown, to deal with that. And everybody comes to a relationship with issues, every single person. But the degree of the re- – like how much they've worked on themselves is important. You want somebody that is willing to go to therapy with you or work on themselves, address issues. They don't have to be, it's not like Schman's this overly emotionally sensitive person. I mean, I thought he was a robot for the first three years of our marriage, but then things got better. I'm a big proponent of, make like check in with yourself. How are you feeling? Like I realized before I attracted Schman, probably like I think about six months, a year, I, I really was like, I didn't even, I I didn't even like myself or like love myself. Like I never even said to myself, you're okay. Like the way that you are, you're okay. Whatever weight I was, however I looked like whatever, you know, at the time I was in between jobs, so I didn't have a job. So I was feeling like, well, who wants to date somebody who's like fun employed? That's a red flag. I was living with my gunkles in Connecticut. I mean, so you have to be in love with yourself. That's the first thing. Because then once you are good, you attract people like left and right. It is is the law of the universe. It's true. Second thing is I like getting out of my comfort zone. So do things that are different. Go to the party that you've said that you – like your friend invites you to a party. You're like, I don't want to go. Go to that like – You don't have to do it every time, but do things that are outside your box, out of your same routine, hanging out with different people. That's where you begin to like, you never know where you're going to attract that person. Like I said, chat somebody up on an airplane. And I'm sorry, I know our parents always told us don't talk to strangers. I talk to strangers all the time. Now, do I keep it at a distance? Yeah. But… One of the best ways, go to a bar by yourself. If you're meeting a girlfriend for a drink, go a half an hour early and sit at the bar by yourself and just see what happens. Are you probably going to attract a 65-year-old guy who's been divorced twice? Yeah. But you know what? You never know. You have a conversation with him. You learn something. He has a f- colleague that's coming. You know, you never know if, you, you know, unless you put yourself out there. Because I think it can get, from what I hear from my girlfriends, discouraging online. I think it's so hard to meet people online. However... I've had many a friends, many a friends get married to the person that they met online. And some people, I think, are actually better tailored to online than they are to in-person. Because lots of times, like, like actually, I think Schman would have been really good online. Because Schman's a person, first impression, you're like, you, you, I don't know, he's a little, like, standoffish. So he, it took me the first date, like, the first time I met him on the airplane – I probably never would have given him my business card. I didn't even give him my phone number because I was so disenfranchised with men. that's how and that's how healed I was. I was like, you want me? You could fucking email my radio station email. So I Schman would be a good onliner though because he's just a person you he's a great writer. um he's kind of witty online. and then in person, like it takes a while to to warm up to him. and then, of course, like you're badly in love. That's how I feel about my Shimano. So try different things. See if you're good at online dating. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Maybe in person is where you thrive. Uh, the other thing people wanted to know, how do you find a good therapist? Love this. Um, well, shameless plug for ZocDoc, which is a client, ZocDoc.com TSFS. You can go there and look for one. <laughs> Advertising plug. Um, but you, you just have to try. It's like moving here to L.A., It takes, I swear, if you're in a new city or you're trying to find new doctors, I think it takes about a year to find a good, good doctors, good dentists you like, therapists, all that stuff. And I always think the sign of a good therapist, because when I met Robin Mize, my mindful eating therapist, the first thing she did on the first session, she said to me, if I'm not a a good fit for you, I can give you other recommendations. Like, and I loved, to me, that, that like resonated because I don't want to feel, especially with therapy, that I'm being sold Like, I'm paying. And, you know, the other thing with therapy is you find the good ones usually don't take insurance. That's the truth. It sucks. But most, actually both therapists that I've ever had never have taken insurance. Most of my acupuncturists, I've had a couple good acupuncturists that take an insurance, but for the most part, the good ones don't. So I think you have to try people. What do, what they say, what should resonate. And also you should have a therapist that the other thing that Robin told me is if I, Robin said to me, if I'm doing my job, you will not need me for life. You will need me for a period of your time to heal trauma and you'll move on. I think that's the other thing that's a good thing. You don't need the person forever. Schman and I with our couples counselor, we used to go every two weeks. Now we're down to once a month. And it's just really we need her more as like it forces us to check in on bigger emotional things that we get busy doing and we don't. So there you go. Last one is, um, could you talk more about mindful eating? Whew. That's a whole podcast in itself. I will do a whole podcast on mindful eating because you guys know I'm anti-ozempic. And by the way, yesterday, Emily Oster, if you're not following her, you should. She's an economist from Brown University. She's been on my podcast because she wrote a very famous book, Expecting Better. If you're expecting a baby, Go and read the book. It's unbelievable. It kind of, it disproves a lot of the crazy information that we've been told. It doesn't disprove it. It just, like things like, you know, this one's very controversial, but you can't drink during your present pregnancy. I disagree with with Emily on this because I, I just don't think there's any upside to having a drink period. But again, I'm a little bit of a crazy, cautious person, but Anyhow, but she dispro- She also talks about women over 40. 60% of women over 40 will get pregnant naturally within a year of trying. She talks about the percentage rate of women that get pregnant from 35 to 39. It's very, very high. It's like 70%, 80%. Um, she talks about miscarriage numbers, that we have this like fear of miscarriage, but really that fear is like only substantiated for like the first seven weeks or something. It's, it's – it's, It's so good. Expecting better is, like, awesome. But Emily came out. She has a newsletter. You can sign up on our Instagram, which is just Emily Oster. And yesterday, she dropped this whole thing on Ozempic. Facts about it, why people are so fired up, and go and read it. The bottom line is this. I told you. Everybody that goes off it gains all the way back. Nobody knows the long-term fucking effects of Wagovi, Manjaro, or Ozempic. If you have any thyroid issue, you're advised not to go on it because it could lead to thyroid cancer. It led to thyroid cancer in mice. They're not sure if that will translate to humans. And they also don't know if it will stop working at some point. And not only that, they feel like it will lead to more fat shaming because people are going to be like, get your fucking ass on Ozempic if you're fat. I don't see any benefit to this drug. And I will say, and I, I can't take credit for this because it's um, Sammy, who's one of the co-founders of Betches, you know, obviously Betches, the very famous brand, did a video last week and I loved it. And She said, you know, I see an awful lot of people talking about how much they love their Ozempic and Wagovi and Monjaro, but I don't see their workout videos. I don't see them talking about how they've addressed their emotional eating problems. I don't see them talking about how they've changed their diet. And I'm like, yeah, because people want a quick fix. They don't. Most people, there are exceptions. Some people should be on Ozempic, clearly. Diabetics, insulin issues, you know. But even that 70% of people who are on Ozempic have to stop the drug within two years. The side effects are so gnarly, stops working, causes other problems. I just I, I would argue I could argue this till I'm blue in the face because the majority of people, probably 70% of people who are overweight are emotional eaters. Much like you use alcohol as a coping mechanism, people use food. And unlike drugs and alcohol, you can't, you ha- we have to eat. You can't you don't need to do heroin. You don't need to drink alcohol. You have to eat to live. And so I just, you know, I think the consequences of it are going to be very bad. I do. I, name a drug. You're, you're All of you guys listening to this, your parents. How many of us have parents that are on drugs for cancer and they have other side effects? All these drugs have side effects. Everything you take. They work great for a while. My mom, breast cancer survivor. Tamoxa. Uh, oh my God, what is it? Y'all know. I don't know. I, I want to say it's tamoxifen, but I don't know if that's, if that's correct or like a vaccine. Anyway. You know, she did it for seven years and she got a blood clot, which was one of the side effects. I mean, (coughs) we know, you know, so many people like this. There are going to be huge consequences for taking Ozempic. To what? Be thin? How ironic! I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Doctor John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Doctor John's podcast because he was doing the topic of Are Youth Travel Sports Ruining Families? Well, Doctor John Delani has over twenty years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions, and this is actually conception. conception for her conception for him and the conception bundle that's eu natural on amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off conception for her conception for him and the conception bundle with the promo code fraser 20 that's f-r-a-s-e-r the numbers two zero to still have what changes when you're thin The only thing that changes is people give you a ton of compliments at first, and people that would never date you when you were 45 pounds heavier start to date you. And then guess what? The minute you gain the weight back, they're going to be long gone. Unless you change your emotional, you you deal with the trauma of why we eat, you deal with the emotions of why we eat. And most people eat because they're masking childhood trauma, adult trauma. They're in a marriage that they hate. They're at a job that they hate. And to change those things can be really hard. I'm not saying it's easy. It's really fucking hard. But the alternative is then when you really look at your life and you realize that you only need to eat when you're hungry and not to cope with the stress, the best part is you can be free of like food addiction the rest of your life. I told you I started my first diet when I was 12 years old until I was 28. Gained and lost 150 pounds in that time. Did every diet under the sun. If I'd been old enough to take Fenfen, which was the hot diet drug in the 90s, I would have. But I was like 15 at the time or 16. I mean, I, you know, I just think people, it's such a quick fix for something that's so, it's so much deeper than that, you know? And there's always a saying in mindful eating therapy, the bigger the person, the bigger the trauma. And some people really do need gastric. They do need Ozempic. But most people I see and I know taking Ozempic Or not even near that category. So, anyhow, I'll do a whole nother. I guess I just did a podcast on it. So, there you go. If you have other advice questions, you know all the places to find me. Um, Okay. So, I told you about our Reddit. Definitely subscribe. Also, I want to thank some of our sponsors. You guys, Riffraff Baby, real quick. Um, they have the best sleep toy. Um, oh my gosh, they are known for their loveys and sleep toys. If you're having a baby, if you know somebody that's having a bebe, you need to go to riffraffbaby.com. Use code TSFS for 15% off. Their sleep toy, lubby is a game changer for your child to sleep through the night. It has a noise machine built in. It's adorable. Your child can carry it too. And it clips to the crib if you are concerned and you don't want anything in the crib if they're under the age of one. The other um, sponsor I have to thank is Dr. Will Neem at Horizon Fibroids horizonfibroids.com, 80% of women will have a fibroid by the age of 50. And the thing with that is lots of times your OBGYN tells you the only option is a hysterectomy. Oy vey. Don't have a hysterectomy until you've talked to Dr. Will Neem, horizonfibroids.com. He does take almost all insurance, and he will meet with you regardless of where you are in the country and help you find a doctor who does uterine fibroid embolization. Also, if you'd like to advertise your fantastic business could be here on the Sarah Frazier show, reach hundreds of thousands of listeners every single month. Um, I love you guys so much. You guys have made this show where it is as a top trending podcast in the world in TV and film category. If you would like to hear your brand and reach I have 80% women that listen to me between the ages of 25 and 45. Email the Sarah Frazier Show at gmail.com. Have your brand on. Heck, you could have your own sponsored podcast episode as well. Love you guys. Um, okay. <clears throat> the other thing I want to get into is the Donna Summer documentary on HBO Max. <gasps> Last Dance Romance. My... Okay. I'm not even going to. That's like so insulting to this woman. Anyway. um, if you haven't watched it, it is so good. Donna Summer was a legendary disco singer. You know, Last Dance, Love to Love You, Baby. The documentary, by the way, is called Love to Love You. Donna Summer, Love to Love You. Um, oh, she's she just an incredible documentary. It's like two hours long. I was sucked in from the beginning to the end. I've always been. She just was so beautiful. And the voice. She gave me like... Uh, she just she just is a voice that comes along like once in a lifetime. And her story of course is one of just unbelievable triumph and tragedy. obviously spoiler alerts ahead. Um, kind of the five biggest things that you learn in the Donna Summer documentary is number one, I mean she was like one of the only black women at the time in the 70s writing her own music, singing her own music. I mean she wrote. These famous songs, these famous disco songs. Unbelievable. Number two, she goes to Germany. That's where she launched her career, um, singing like on TV shows and jingles. And, you know, she was a woman of color. Nobody thought she would make it. She her, her shot of making it was one to one million. She heard herself, I think, or saw herself back on a TV station and she – Saw somebody reacting to her and she just knew she was going to be famous. It was unbelievable. Number three, you know, she does reveal that she was molested by a, a um, it's not a priest, but a pastor, a pastor, her pastor when she was in high school. And that that sets off a lot of trauma, of course, that she has to deal with for the rest of her life in tumultuous relationships. It's very hard to get close to men for her. And even her husband when she died, and she died so young, like early 60s from lung cancer. Um, she really didn't even fall in love with him until the end of her life because she had this traumatic experience. Um, The fourth thing was, I didn't even realize this, but she was quoted years ago as she, she became very religious. Her parents, she was raised with religion, then sort of didn't care and then became very religious as she got older and said the quote that marriage is between Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve. And so her family basically said she did say it. And, you know, then regretted it the rest of her life. And it was just so interesting. I had never heard that. I never heard that she had conflict in her life as kind of being this gay icon. And then, you know, I I don't think she didn't like it, but I don't think she ever really embraced it. It was, it's so fascinating, I think. And I'll tell you, because that leads me to the fifth point. But um, the other thing was she had allegedly said, and her family denies that she ever said this, that her she also said that aids allegedly said that aids was um a punishment for gay people basically now her family like i said completely denies that in the documentary she even gave a press conference i think in the 80s or maybe early 90s denying that she ever said that she was very emotional in the press conference um but the fifth thing was is she it's so Interesting how people become, like, some people become famous, they know that they're going to become famous, and they become exactly famous for what they want. And then other people, their fame takes on a whole different thing. Donna never, you know, she never wanted to be this disco icon that she became. She never did. I mean, it was like this conflict. And as she got older, she would do these Donna Summer concerts, and she wanted to sing religious songs. And of course, everybody was there. Love to. They wanted to get down. They wanted to do their cocaine, honey, and listen to Love to Love You, Baby. You know, they did not want to hear her. They wanted sex. They wanted – because, you know, her songs were so sexy. Ah! You know, like, she would just go on and on in the beat. Oh, my God. I know all of you have heard of Donna Summer, but go and listen to an album. Oh, my God. And her album covers. Like, I'm obsessed with her. She was just so beautiful. The hair, the makeup. Ah! But it's so interesting to me because she just had this life of struggle where she became so rich off these songs, but never really loved it. And then, you know, the relationship with her children, you know, her children ended up fulfilling her life so much more as she got older. But her first daughter was raised for a while by her parents. And it's really great. And I think it shows too, you know, she sued her record label because she was getting screwed in a time when... You know, artists didn't do that, let alone artists of color. And she did it, and she fucking won. She just was so beyond talented. And I think it's such a beautiful documentary. Unlike my Anna Nicole Smith documentary, which I'll, I'm going to do a whole podcast on because I am also obsessed with Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, my God. She was gorgeous. And and you know what the difference is between the Anna Nicole Smith doc? So Donna Summer is on um, Netflix um Anna Nicole uh, no sorry Donna Summer is on HBO Max Anna Nicole's on Netflix the other one that's really good is Air which is about Michael Jordan and his parents getting this Air Jordan sneaker deal and by the way i mean i'm where i'm rocking my j's you better believe it rocking my j's they didn't steal those um, you know <laughs> give it a minute though Anyway, uh, those are the three best things I'm watching on TV right now. I'm obsessed. Aside from I was in the, uh, the, the uh, Randall scandal of Randall Emmett, Lala Kent's ex-husband, for a hot second at the end. You can fast forward to the last three minutes. You'll see me. Um, those are the best three things on TV. But the Donna Summer doc was done with so much love. And the Anna Nicole, I, I need like two hours to get into it. But it was not done with love. Wasn't really wasn't that great, honestly, because it doesn't really have anybody in her life that was actually really close to her, aside from a stripper that she knew for a long time and then also supposedly had a lesbian relationship with because she was allegedly bisexual. That woman's like the only real person that was close to her. But I'll get into that one later. Okay, love you all. Thank you so much for listening. I love the comments about, you know, whether we do advice and more... Stuff about Schman So keep it coming If you have any questions Or topics you want me to cover You can DM me At the Sarah Fraser Show On IG Hit up my Reddit page as well And leave a comment there Bye everybody